We're here live on 92.7 Laser FM, and we're talking about Metalocalypse on this episode. It's going to be a banging show tonight, folks, so strap in and buckle down and prepare your asses. (laughs) Take your vitamins. Dogs to episode two of the Laser Comb Podcast, the podcast where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine-tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, Neo Cal. And I am your other host, Christopher Siege. Siege, we are reviewing the 31st episode of Metalocalypse. Yes. Which is season two, episode 11, Death Race. All right, so at the end of uh, episode one of the Laser Comb podcast. I chose Metalocalypse for the next episode. Yep. You did a random number generator, and here we are. Here we are. Here we uh, fucking are. Episode uh, 31. Um, so, a little bit of uh, background about Metalocalypse. Uh, Metalocalypse originally premiered on uh august 6 2006 it ran for a total of four seasons plus one like little wrap-up special they recently and by recently i mean uh, at the time of recording in uh may uh 2021 they announced there's actually going to be a feature film uh to, (laughs) to to air on uh uh, HBO Max that's going to serve to like kind of wrap up the story of the show because uh, the show was kind of unceremoniously canceled before mm-hmm. its time but it did uh, it did manage to run as I said it did manage to run for a total of four seasons it ran all the way until uh, October of 2013 um, oh, I was wow. a big fan of the show back in the day I was a, a young metalhead in my uh, early to mid 20s in the uh, mid to late 2000s and so uh this this show was my jam um i found this later on in life yeah oh really L- later than you did yeah my friend was like have you just seen this and i was like wait a second wait a second death clock there's a song on the guitar hero Right, right. Guitar and he's like, yeah, Thunderbolts. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking love that song. He's like, check these guys out. And I was just immature enough to love it. <laughs> uh, um, I actually, one of the reasons why I checked out Metalocalypse uh, to begin with, uh, in addition to, as I said, being a metalhead at the time, and in particular, being into like uh, melodic death metal, which is the the kind of music that uh, uh, the fictional band in the show Death Clock plays. How dare uh, you say they're fictional? <laughs> um, but uh, the the creator of the show, and indeed the voice of, I believe he's the voice of Nathan Explosion, and the guy who wrote and performed most of the music for Death Clock, uh, Brendan Small. He was, uh, prior to this, the creator of a show called Home Movies. Oh, shit. You watched Home Movies? I did, yeah, back in the early to mid-2000s. I would just catch it here or there. Like, I never watched it in completion. um, 
to this day, uh, one of the one of the characters in the show, uh, Coach McGurk, I believe yeah. his name was, was voiced by one H. John Benjamin, who would later go on to voice uh, Sterling Archer and uh, the, the main character from Bob's Burgers. But to this day, whenever I'm watching like Archer, I, I just hear Coach McGurk. You hear the coach. Yeah, yeah. The first time I, by the way, not a big fan of Archer. Uh-oh, shots fired. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I, I dig Archer, but yeah, that that's fair. I'm not a big fan of Bob's Burgers, personally. Uh, see, I love Bob's Burgers. <laughs> like, I think, it, I think it's fucking great. Oh, shit. Um, you heard it here, folks. This is where this is where the divide starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of us is NWO, and one of us one is, of us is is Team WCW. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and when I when I heard Archer's voice, I was like, "Wait a second, that's the coach from Home Movies." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Funny enough, despite like being a big fan of this show, I to this day have never seen the fourth season. I've only seen the first three or two. Three. I've seen the first three. The first three. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, I didn't even know there was a fourth season. Yeah. um, The 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 third season of the show kind of broke format a little bit in the in terms of runtime because like the show is short like episodes were like 10 or 11 minutes long a piece but the in the third season it went to uh, a full like 22 minutes but then apparently Uh. for the fourth season uh and i remember the i i remember the third season not being that great but uh apparently for the fourth season they went back to the the 11 minute uh episode length format and then the show got canceled. Cheers. Dang it. Gosh dang it. Um, yeah, Metalocalypse. I have a lot of nostalgia for this show. Uh, I had the, the first couple seasons on DVD back in like 2008, 2009-ish. I had their, their first couple CDs, the Death Album and the yeah. Death Album too. <laughs> Some great songs on the Death Album. Uh my favorite being uh, a song called "The Lost Vikings." Yeah, my, my is, friend owned owned it. Uh, yeah, the the Lost Vikings is a pretty hilarious track about, quite literally, about a, a group of like Viking marauders like getting lost on their way to the the battle that they're supposed to ride into and win. <laughs> And they start like feeling really uneasy and start losing confidence about the fact that they have no idea where they're going, <laughs> but they decide to just keep riding. And it, um, uh, the, the, like the, the, uh, music style of the song is very much a riff on the sound of a monomarth, which is my favorite band. So there you go. It ties um, with you. It, it does, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thirty-first episode overall, as chosen by uh, the random number generator. So, do we want to want to want to dive right into it? Yes. So we start with uh, in a big like um, big arena, 
and the 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 basis of the band uh william murderface 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 is <laughs> playing the the national the american national anthem on bass with his dick yeah and we get an up close shot of his hairy terrible backside yep warts and, and all what? literally warts and all yep and, and uh, he's, okay, he's so immediately playing. he is playing, and so immediately, um, like you were saying, you were just immature enough at the time you discovered yeah. this show to, to appreciate it. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and uh, this, this is the joke. This, this is the gag that we open with, and I, I like it. And it's not great, but he the fact he can play it at all is is impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I can't do that, so I've never tried, but I imagine it would hurt. <laughs> um, so a couple other band members uh, of uh, Death Clock, uh, Nathan Explosion and Pickles the drummer are watching TV. They're they're watching oh, Murderface right. do this on TV, and uh, Murderface's performance gets interrupted by like n- live news footage of uh, a hot rod uh, in a high speed police chase, <laughs> and they the hot rod is being driven by uh, the the remaining two members of the band, Toki Wartooth and. Uh, Squisgar Squiggle. Right. There it is. <laughs> One thing I want to point out about this car is uh the color scheme look familiar to you. Uh like we got the the, the reddish orange with like the, the yellow wing on top. Looks like motherfucking hot rod from Transformers the movie. I was just going to say, well, wait a second. That that's kind of hot rodish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but like it, it's evocative of that. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're, we're it, it's fresh on our minds. So if it was by accident, we would never know. <laughs> yeah, um, so what's happening? Uh, Toki's shooting at the 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 police copter. Yeah, shoots the camera. They crash. We get the uh, a kind of truncated version of the show's intro yeah a quicker uh, version yeah yeah in the in, in the first season i remember it was longer oh it was yeah uh but they cut it off for the second season um Ooh, you see that a lot in tv like they'll especially in sitcoms and whatnot like they'll eventually as the show goes on they'll like cut down the intro to to save time to either add in more commercials or have more time yeah. dedicated to the story i am suffering from the too much allergen uh so am i my friend I, did so not, I. I was silly and i didn't take my medicine for it uh i took perhaps too much reactin <laughs> and i'm actually have been feeling kind of groggy all day there we go we have opposite feels i yeah. look like i'm crying during metalocalypse you're uh, you look fine <laughs> um so after the the truncated intro we we get a news report like explaining uh what's going on with this high speed chase and i love this report and uh 
Uh, live on the scene is Officer James Goathor. Okay. Goathor, Goathor is a band. Yeah. <laughs> Goathor is actually a pretty <sighs> fucking hype band. I've seen them live twice over the years. Uh, first time I ever saw them live was uh, during the Metal Blade 25th anniversary tour back in 2007. Wow. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. They were playing... Who else was playing? Cannibal Corpse was headlining that show. Okay, yeah. uh, Black Dahlia Murder was playing. And I think... The Red Chord and opening was a band called The Absence. Well, back when you'd actually go and see a lot of bands at a show. Uh, The... It's pretty common in metal. I don't know about nowadays because I haven't been to a concert in like three years now. Um, It feels like it used to be the case with most music. But like, and this was the thing like uh, back in like the the 2000s, like people I know who would be like, man, I just scored, I just paid like $250 for like nosebleed seats to go see Elton John or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, I'm going to see like, I'm going to like a six hour, six or seven hour show with like five, like fucking dope metal bands playing. Right? And they're like, oh, what does that cost? And they're like, oh, was it what, what kind of seating? I'm like, there's no seating. It's just open floor. So you just have to like mosh your way to the front. And they're <laughs> like, oh, well, what did that cost? And I'm like, 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a bygone era. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, tickets to metal shows are more than that now. But like, even the last show that I went to was like, uh, Alestorm was headlining, and they had uh, uh, support from Necrogoblicon and Ether Realm. <laughs> Necrogoblicon. Yeah. I've Which... never heard that. <laughs> Which I, I, I found really amusing because like Necrogoblicon was a band that I discovered in the mid 2000s because they had a, a song called Army of Goblins that I found really <laughs> funny. And then like a decade later, they're just randomly playing with Ailstorm. And I'm like, oh, OK, sweet. <laughs> cool. And uh, Ether Realm was a band I hadn't heard of when I went to see them. But uh, I ended up like meeting their guitarist and like chatting with him for like 20 minutes or so so that was pretty sweet but yeah even that ticket was only like 45 bucks nice not bad yes anyway um oh uh one thing i wanted to mention about the absence uh who opened on the uh the the metal blade 25th anniversary tour that i mentioned uh they're pretty cool um but I inadvertently saw them live. I've seen them live like six or seven times because around that time they were opening for like basically everyone. It seemed like. Right. So inadvertently you had seen them many times. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same with um, uh, Belfagor. Belfagor is a, a black metal band. I think they're from Poland. Uh, but I've seen them live like four times and like, I like a couple of their albums, but I've seen them live like four times because there was a period where they seemed to be like playing with 
every band that I was every other band that I was going to see. Right, right. <laughs> Opening for everyone. Yeah. Anyway. Back to, back to back to the episodes. Back um, to these episodes where we get in troubles from cops. Yeah, uh, Squizgar and Toki are booked. What the fuck is up with this news reporter's face? Yeah, um, I think in season one or maybe earlier in season two, he was live on the scene. And you know how um, it's a common like theme in Death Clock that something goes wrong and the audience or the police or the media gets like burned alive or crushed or run over. Or well, and indeed out. it happens at the end of this episode. And yeah, <laughs> um, he was doing like a live report of like one of their shows or something and something fell over and like scolded him during like the super graphic, violent, like outros that every episode has. But oh, okay. I guess he's still alive because he's just doing the, the news again. He's just <laughs> like nothing he, happened. He's doing the news. I like how there's you know no what? Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And he's wearing it with a smile. Yeah. And uh, Metalocalypse gets, uh, sorry, Death Clock gets away with everything because the, what does the police officer, uh, Goat Horse, say? He's like, well, you know, we were ready to like, like, shoot and kill these guys dead but uh, then we saw that it was uh members of death clock and well well you know <laughs> it's different so they've got like a lot of like social immunity in this diplomatic immunity <laughs> we've got diplomats immunes yeah that was a uh, diplomats uh, immune systems the- uh, I that was a subtle reference to uh, Lethal Weapon Two there. <laughs> oh, I thought so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the the guy who like the politician or whatever who it turns out was like behind uh, Riggs's wife dying. Like when Riggs has the chance to kill him, he's just like <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Oh right. And then Riggs just shoots him anyway or something. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. Same. Um. So what happens? They need to go to driving school. So we we get this like little scene with Murderface in his oh, room, right. uh, watching a report about uh, on TV about his performance being uh, um, uh, cut short. He, he the telecast of his performance being cut short. There's a term from it that I'm kind of blanking on right now. Yeah, they say it in the show. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, um, preempted. Yeah, yeah, yeah preempted. preempted. Uh, his being preempted uh, to cover this car chase and murder face has this like little bit where he's like talking to himself in the mirror being like, just once I want to be in the spotlight. I want the spotlight to be all about me. And he's like, starts like whispering it, (laughs) whispering to himself. That is like (laughs) awfully emotionally, like deep and pathetic. And whenever (laughs) they have these like wholesome, like self-reflecting moments in this extremely violent chaotic show it's always like really fucking funny <laughs> he's just like know, right? in the mirror and he's like you don't deserve to have the spotlight <laughs> just once i want the spotlight to be about me just once that that's all i want that's all i want 
<laughs> that too much to ask. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Oh god, this show is hilarious. So fun to do stupid ass impressions of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, Toki and uh, uh, Squizgar. Uh, find out that they have to go to to driving school and they're uh, <laughs> and do social uh, and do um, public service, which I, I find it like absolutely hysterical that this high speed police chase where they literally like fired bullets shooting guns at shooting and like their punishment is that they have to go to driving school. <laughs> Well, you know, like the show's wildly satirical to the extreme. Uh, yeah. That's what happens to celebrities, man. They get yeah. these high speed chases. Hell, they even sometimes fucking kill people. And it's just like, you're on house arrest for a year. Yep. Oh, don't do that again now. Don't do that again. I, I don't want to be seen as transphobic, Caitlyn Jenner, but don't run people over. There was. Um... <laughs> Uh, what's his name? I love uh, how that was a meme for like a year. Oh, I don't remember that one. Caitlyn Jenner like running people over and su- suffering no co- consequences. Right. Um, I remember. Uh, fuck, I'm completely blanking on his name. Justin um, Bieber. No, no. Uh, uh, comedian. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. He played a chew. That's what I always associate oh. him with, but he was like a big comedian in the like two thousands. That's gonna bother me. Uh, Dave Chappelle, right? Dave Chappelle, yes. There it is. I can't believe I couldn't pull that. Um, he 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 disappeared for a long time. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the. I remember seeing this one bit at a friend's house uh, and this was probably in like 2006 or 2007. Um, it was from uh, Chappelle's show, his like stand up thing. I love and, that show. And I never really watched it much, but like there was this bit where he, he was doing stand up and he was telling a story about uh, being in a car with a, a white friend of his driving like uh 120 miles per hour in like a 60 zone or something like that right and like the cop pulls him over and he's like yeah this and i i'm just getting ready for like this motherfucker to get arrested and so the cop uh asks him like oh uh sir do you know how fast you were going and he's like oh yeah i was going uh 120 in a 60 zone and he's like yeah well what do you have to say for yourself Oh, I, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> Apparently the cop let him off with a warning. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the band's manager uh, comes in and uh, explains that, uh, yeah, uh, Toki and Squizgar have to go to driving school. 
and uh Murderface has this like event that he wants to put on to like give him like a little bit more of the spotlight and everyone's kind of like yeah whatever and uh the, their manager whose name I can't remember but uh their manager like actually asks Nathan and Pickles who haven't been involved in anything in the the show thus far in yeah. the plot of this episode thus far <laughs> and indeed we get a recurring joke throughout the episode it's like the the B plot or it's like the the C plot of the episode is that they are just ambivalent about everything going on that. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, guys, yeah, you, you want to weigh in? And they're like, nope, just looking all relaxed. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you guys uh, want to weigh in? Because it's a, what is he? He's like, maybe you can take over the fundraising event for Squiscar and Toki. And then we can give him some of the spotlight so he feels less sad. What, yeah. what do you guys think? And they're just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> and that's kind of like a running gag is that i don't know if it's those two in particular but like no it is, it is those two i've watched yeah, this episode they three just kind times of now they just kind of um is it is is it usually those two like being completely uninvolved uh, is that like a trope throughout the series no it's just this episode like it's i said it's episode. the it's the the c plot um so in um sitcom writing in particular which this show follows the structure of yeah you have the a plot which is like the the main thing that's kind of going on throughout the episode which is murder faces the stuff going on with murder face is the a plot you have the b plot which is the stuff going on with uh uh toki and squizgar going to driving school right and then the c plot in sitcom writing is usually just a recurring gag throughout the episode with characters that aren't necessarily involved that much. Yeah. 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 Um, and so in this episode, the C plot is very clearly uh, uh, Nathan and Pickles just being like completely ambivalent to everything. Being checked out watching TV all, all yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there, there is a uh, uh, sitcom writing 101 from your instructor, Christopher Siege. Listeners. There you go. <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah, you broke that down really, really well. Um, well, if you you know what they say, if you can't do, teach. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, the the band, the rest of the band are on um a motorcycle with like a series of interconnect interlocking sidecars, which I find hilarious. I love that. There's four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you so to believe that only Nathan Explosion knows how to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just ferries everyone else around. Yeah. Um, so he drops uh, Toki and Squizgar off at driving school, and he's like, okay, now remember to eat your lunch, eat all of your lunch, and don't talk to anyone. There's weirdos out there. Okay. So, it, so it's like, he he's like their dad dropping them I off. I like how wholesome th- those stupid jokes are. I I love that. This is a dangerous neighborhood, so stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, in, in typical fashion, like Squizgar and Toki are like trying to one up each other right away about like who's going to be the better driver. Yeah. And then uh, Toki just like runs off into traffic. And it we don't see it, but it's implied he gets hit by a car. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we we cut to um, a board meeting with uh, the remaining three members of the band and their manager. And uh, Murderface is like trying to pitch this vague idea that he has of something that he wants to do. He wants to create like the first like NASCAR festival experience. But have it like metal and like have death. And also be fantasy themed, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, this actually kind of reminded me of like someone I know who like pitches me ideas for things sometimes. Hmm. Or it's like, <laughs> or it's just like a very like vague idea, like, oh, I kind of want to do this thing and this thing, and it's like, okay, well, what would that actually look like? I don't know, you know, I just, I just have ideas. Hmm, I wonder who this is. Uh, nobody, any of the listeners of this show, uh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, so the, 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 the band manager is like trying to pry information from Murderface here. And Murderface is basically like, uh, yeah, so I want it to be this like NASCAR like festival experience, kind of like medieval times. And so the manager is like, Okay, so you want you want there to be race cars, but like also horses and jousting. Jousting, yeah. <laughs> and Murderface is like, no, not like that. Just like kind of like that, basically. Yeah, he's got loose ideas of what he wants. Yeah, and so the band manager is like, okay, so what does any of this have to do with Death Clock? And. The, the the other two members of the band I love this. <laughs> chime in and we're like are like we're death clock yeah we're death clock yeah we're death, we're death clock yeah. I'm, in, I'm in death clock yeah i'm i'm i'm, a de- I'm the drummer for death clock <laughs> pickles the drummer doodly doodly do <laughs> um he's like and then the what is it charles it's a big long name like oh charles foster oftenson is there like manager financial oh, okay. advisor okay so charles that's the the manager's the manager. name yeah yeah and he's, he's just, just like yes yeah i'm yeah yes i'm aware aware that you're all part of the band I, that's not what i'm <laughs> but but what what does any of this have to do with the music though <laughs> uh well we're death clock well we're death clock <laughs> What would they do without this guy? I know, and they're they're. But my favorite scene in this entire episode is later on. Uh, uh, we'll get there soon because this episode isn't very long. But uh, it it's right before a press conference. Yeah, that's my favorite in scene office. in this whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So what's the the school? And, and so and so basically, uh, uh, Charles, their manager, is like, okay, whatever. Um, so uh, Nathan and Pickles, if this all involves Death Clock, uh, how, how do you feel about this? Like, we're, like we'll go forward with this. Like, if you guys want to do it, so how do you feel? And they're like, yeah, I could take or leave it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that's settled, and gets up and leaves. <laughs> All right, that's settled. <laughs> Murder face is like, yeah, you're just jealous, you know. 
flips out. It's my time to shine and leaves. Yeah. And then we, we cut to something that I completely forgot was a thing in this show is like the, the tribunal. Yeah. That's that that's watching it. I remember them. Well, it's a thing that I completely forgot about. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the tribunal that just kind of watches and analyzes and plans certain things, but they always like backfire or they accidentally help death clock. Right. And it's got that um, one guy who's like unloading the, like the portfolio bio of murder face. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the psychological profile, psychological profile. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where he has delusions of grandeur with an incredible, like in with incredible bouts of depression and his insecurity leads him to homicidal rage. And it's this big, long rant with like close-up shots of his face and like his, a 3d scan of his body, like spinning as he gives like a, a breakdown of, he has Murder a desperate face. need to be to be in control, but doesn't have the drive to follow through on anything. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so uh, we, we go to. Um, and then they like shit talk his like appearance for 30 seconds. He has oh, like right. acne here. He, and then I like how it's just like, oh, and he has triangle thumbs. hair, triangle hair. <laughs> And then at the very end, and triangle hair, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so from there, we we cut to uh, the driving school, which is named uh, Mr. Gojira's driving school. Oh, Gojira. I saw that. Gojira is the name of a metal band. Yeah. And a play on Gojiro, it's a Japanese <laughs> driving instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally, like it's the the name is uh, from God's the Japanese name for for Godzilla, but it's yeah. um, uh, they're 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 definitely referencing the metal band with with this in the show. Yeah. I I lived in a a small town about a decade ago called Lake Cowichan. Ah, uh, Lake Cowichan. Yes, lived there with my uh, now ex wife. Um. It was really weird though, because like I knew a whole, it, and it was a small town. Like the population was only like fifteen hundred to two thousand or something like that. Um, and uh, I knew a bunch of people amongst town who like really didn't listen to metal much, but like they all were really into Gojira, which huh. I found so strange. Huh. They're they're like, yeah, you know, I could take or leave metal, but like fucking Gojira, man. Gojira is so sweet. And like, I like to think because the town was so small, it was basically just like Like one dude. It it was like one, one like stoner dude discovered this metal band and then started like, like introducing like all of his friends around town to it. And that's exactly what I was thinking. And it just spread. So like you had like this entire town, like of like, uh, like, like late twenties, early thirties dudes who like weren't into metal, but like just really liked Gojira. Yeah. <laughs> That's really draw the line. Yeah. Just Gojira. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah. So uh, driving school involves a hilarious, but also 
really disgusting uh like grindhouse style video showing uh what happens when you drunk drive with like a narrator at like a desk like calmly explaining like oh where are sally's tits you might ask well why don't you ask her though it might be difficult for her to answer with her tits and brains 20 feet away from each other and it's like all these hyper real realistic for the show realistic it's still a cartoon that, that's, that, that's like a long way for tits to be away from brains Th- there it is that's a long way, <laughs> way for tits to be away from brains um and uh yeah it's all this hyper like realistic like gore scenes of like accident scenes there there's one line in this that i actually almost t- quote tweeted earlier i'm just gonna try and find it oh from this like little like yeah info infomercial oh if the good lord wanted us to drink and drive we would have been born with smashed faces (laughs) if the good lord wanted us to drink and drive we would have been born with smashed faces that's sound logic uh maybe i'll put the sound bite of that into into the this episode of the podcast <laughs> so uh Toki and Squiscar, like they're always like the emotionally young ones of Death Clock. And oh indeed, yeah, yeah. They're they're extremely childlike. And indeed, in this, they're like absolutely traumatized by this like anti-drinking and driving ad. Yeah. <laughs> And they are absolutely crippled with fear. So when the the driving lessons actually start, they they barely make it out of the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we we cut away to to a scene that I I mentioned a, a couple minutes ago here. My my favorite scene in the entire episode. Uh, Murderface is in his office, stabbing um, his desk with a knife. Stabbing his desk with a knife for for some reason, and uh, Charles, their band manager, comes in and uh, is like, "What are you doing in here? Like, what are you working on?" And yeah. uh, ba- basically, the gist of this scene is Murderface is like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm just getting re- ready for the show," and the band manager is like, "Okay, well, what are you working on? What are you doing? Because there's this that needs to be done. There's this that needs to be done." And Murderface is just like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, we have your your press conference. You're habitually late on approving everything for the production design. You're giving the impression you don't know what you're doing. You have a press conference in literally five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, his responses are just, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then uh, 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 the band manager is like, okay, so you have this, you, you have this thing that you have to do. Like uh, you have to approve like the, the budget or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and murder face is like, yeah, okay. I'll do that. He's like, you're you're going to do that right after the press conference, yes? (laughs) 
well yeah. and he like kind of throws his arms up and he's like well my work is done <laughs> yeah. walks out i love how i love how like to the point this guy is up to the point that he has to be like he's very direct and like tells them exactly exactly what they need to do but when it becomes clear like when he's when he's delivered all of the information that they need and it becomes clear that it's just gone one in out in one ear and out the other he just throws his hands up and he's like okay well my job's done okay yeah and walks away it's your problem now <laughs> yeah he, he's t- to the point he helps yeah. as much to the best of his ability and puts no extra effort in when it goes to waste he is an efficient man <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is uh it's a good way of putting it he is an efficient yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more, no less. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a brief scene with uh, uh, Toki and Squizgar in their like driving car. Toki uh, is driving and Squizgar's in the back. Yeah. And uh, Toki is like too scared to actually even like pull into traffic. And the, uh, the instructor's like shit talking him. Yeah. <laughs> and Squizgar gets like defensive, almost like a scared kind of like kid's voice he's like leave him alone he's trying his best <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, kind of sweet that he like decides to start sticking up for him that's their thing they're they're like brothers that like fight and like rival or whatever like that but they're whole they hold in a wholesome way they like stick up for each other too yeah um and then we we cut to uh backstage at this uh press conference oh murder face is nervous yeah murder face is nervous oh so, fuck right the pill so pick uh pickles gives him a pill and uh it's just like yeah i i takes one of these with whenever i uh feeling nervous or whatever um, oh, i take one of these every time before a gig yeah <laughs> yeah i almost went like vaguely rat trap there <laughs> really takes the edge off um and so he pops it and immediately starts like like it goes like completely go somewhere else yeah yeah (laughs) his eyes are red and he's just yeah and he's like he's like gumming his mouth like constantly and like (laughs) drooling and uh nathan explosion uh says to uh to pickles he's like Ed, maybe you gave him too much pills. And he's like, no, I take one of those every time I... Uh, can't remember what he says. Every time before he has a date or something like that. And he's like, oh, well, then it just might be... It must be his nerves. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's just really just that nervous. And so uh, a murder face goes and gives, like, the worst press conference ever. <laughs> yeah, they're asking him questions, and he's just mumbling yeah just mumbling and mumbling into the microphone completely incoherent yeah uh and then we we jump ahead to the uh to whatever this festival that murder face envisioned actually is and it's a nascar event with like that's like narrated by a dude dressed as a wizard (laughs) 
and there's like it is medieval theme there's a giant fire breathing like statue of a dragon overhanging the stage yeah and between the stage and the audience rack where all the fans are is like a the stands uh, yeah like a like a race loop <laughs> yeah yeah and like the the contestants of this uh whatever this is are like it's like four four medieval looking dudes like one kind of looks like a viking like another like kind of looks like a a a rogue or an archer and they're all uh, like semi medieval but like also kind of mad max yeah yeah and they have yeah they have these like weird like mad max type cars and they seem to be not racing, but driving toward each other. Two of them on like each side are like uh, driving toward each other. So I'm like, okay, so is this some like weird, like insane, like a race? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like medieval jousting, but with cars where you just smash into each other head first. Yeah, it's like chicken meets. Um, a destruction derby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they take off and like uh, uh, race toward one another. And Murderface is on the track, like sliding his butt. Oh, like a dog. Like but, a dog. Yeah. Sliding his butt across the ground. And then we see um, uh, Toki and Squizgar are in a giant like F1. Or in like a big like F1 car that looks like a giant like uh two double guitar. Yeah. Looking kind of scared. It's just like what? Why what's going on there? Yeah, what what is going on there? A Knievel stunt of some kind. Yeah, and indeed they like uh they they do like a big ramp jump and like crash into this big like dragon head and uh credits roll. But we get some yeah, mayhem really going on during... at the end because, like the the other members of uh, what is it? It's just Nathan and uh, Pickles. Pickles actually like performing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I forgot to mention that the whole band is performing um, at the show, which I find interesting because oh yeah, it, <laughs> we we've kind of established that the this event, whatever it may be, had really nothing to do with the band. But here they are. But yeah, they're there to support Metalocalypse fashion. The scenes get quicker and there's more violence. Squisgar and Toki like go off a ramp and like fly and smash into the dragon head. The dragon head falls and lights all the audience members on fire. It's yeah, it's a very as, Metalocalypse ending. Yeah, as uh, as I mentioned, as credits roll, um, like just mayhem starts ensuing and like the crowd like gets burned up. Like the car, like some of the like. Uh, death race cars like go flying launched and, into the, in, the into the crowd and yeah <laughs> um and uh the, the the episode ends with like um uh uh nathan and pickles just standing there like with their arms crossed just watching <laughs> and they're like one of them says to murder face that he should shit his pants <laughs> And then right. presumably Murderface does because he just yells out, shit, my, I shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my pants. <clears throat> and 
that's the that's the episode and that's your episode of metal eclipse folks yep <laughs> uh, uh that was fun i i hadn't seen this show in many many years now so it, it, it was kind of fun to 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 go back to it i don't know if i'll go back to many other episodes than this but i would go back to like the one with the nuclear submarine um well i guess we didn't even talk about that like um what are some of your favorite episodes of the show because i i i have mine definitely yeah um i i can bring up a list of metal eclipse episodes but the um where is it? Uh, where's the one where they go deep into Mariana's trench? Um, so that, that they could mermaider. Record. What's that? Mermaider. Yeah, mermaider. There we go. Yeah, it's a where, good one. The song which... "Mermaider" is good too. Yeah, mermaider, mermaider. It's about um, mer- mermaid murder. <laughs> This is the metal album for fish. <laughs> fish don't got no good metals to listen to. <laughs> um, I'm being in a nuclear submarine, but Jesus Christ, Murderface, could you go easy on those beans? <laughs> my my favorite episode uh, overall, top to bottom, is uh, the fourth episode of season one, Death Troll. Death Troll's pretty fucking good. Not not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, where they uh they they accidentally they go to some like uh like Europe Eastern European town and accidentally summon a lake troll with their music. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. And what are they? They're like on their death train. Some yeah, they're yeah, they they just have a train in that episode. And there's a like recurring joke about uh cell death, phone them having phones? cell phones, the death phones, yeah. They're like, holy fuck, roaming charges even up here. <laughs> we have shared minutes. Murder face, get off the phone. <laughs> right, <laughs> their plans are like absolutely like atrocious. Yeah. Very, very of its time cell phone joke. Yeah. Uh they they find out that they have to defeat the troll with acoustic instruments. So they they go to this bar. And uh, they they like shopkeep, who I think is voiced by one of the dudes from Metallica. Hilariously enough, okay. I, th- I think Lars Ulrich voices the the shopkeep. Um, but he opens up the this door to the back to show them the these acoustic instruments and murder faces. Like, what are those wood things? Chairs. <laughs> <laughs> what are those wood things? Chairs. Say acoustic instruments. Oh, you grandpa's mean like guitars? Oh, you mean like the grandpa's guitar? Cool. <laughs> grandpa's guitar is for pussies and grandpas. <laughs> and I think grandpa. you knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, as you can tell, uh, we 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 like this show. Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, Tokies can't read sheets musics. <laughs> and you? No, shut up. You know I'm sensitive about that. <laughs> I have music dyslexia. Music dyslexia. <laughs> well, the reason Last they have idea. to play grandpa's guitars is because they need to like serenade the troll back to his slumber. Yeah. 
like an ancient spell. <laughs> yeah, the, the the C plot of that episode is uh, uh, Nathan is constantly like uh, giving doing little recordings, being like idea for a song, blah blah. And then at the end, when the troll is just about to eat them, he's like, idea last idea for a song ever, killed by a troll, killed by a troll. <laughs> I think they kill him by just like getting angry and throwing a phone at him. Yeah, throwing the phone, like doing like a um uh what's that? David and Goliath. What what's that weapon? It's not a ma- is it a mace? A flail? Where you like spin it and then throw it. I don't know. Listeners, what is what is the medieval weapon that you spin and then throw? Yeah, it's like on a handle attached to Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh he like that that's how he kills the troll is he like throws the phone at it and ends up swallowing it and choking and dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. listeners, Metalocalypse is fun. Uh I I think I can speak for both of us here and just to say that we both really like it. Um and uh yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. Me too. All right. So uh that has been episode 31 of Metalocalypse. We will be back next week with an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I put up a Twitter poll last week. I I gave uh listeners and my Twitter followers uh four choices. The choices were Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Biker Mice from Mars, Toxic Crusaders and uh, Mummies Alive. <laughs> I decided to to throw the dice and uh, just let uh, let other people decide which show we're going to be talking about. And Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actually won by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, yeah. It uh, uh, the poll just closed uh, at the time of recording, like maybe an hour ago, and. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ended up getting uh, a total of 50% of the votes. Wow. Yes. Uh, The uh, direct runner-up was Biker Mice from Mars. That's the one I voted for. Mm. Should have logged in with all my alt accounts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I I have several Twitter accounts relating to, uh, tied to various podcasts that we do so i could have like rigged it if i wanted to but i decided not to that goes against your your code um all right now so to find out which episode of power rangers we're going to do list of mighty morphin power rangers episodes I should have done this before we started recording, but it did not occur to me. All right. Specifically just Mighty Morphin. Yeah, so technically Power Rangers uh, has been going on for... Ever. 28 seasons now. Wow. But... A court, uh, per IMDb, uh, IMDb treats them as different shows, so I'm just sticking with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. As fun as it would be to try and make sense of like Power Rangers Operation Overdrive, 
or I've never even heard of that. Some such shit. The only reason I know it exists is because I am staring at a list of episodes on Wikipedia. So how many... uh... Let's find out how many episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers there were. 145. Holy bejesus. All right. We're going to... uh, we are going to numbergenerator.org to generate a one random number between numbers 1 and 145 and here we go. Here we go. We came up with episode 11. Oh. I wasn't expecting that low of a number to be perfectly honest. Uh so episode 11 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the episode no clowning around all right oh shit i i'm not a huge power rangers fan but i remember that episode uh i do really like power rangers i don't remember it off the top of my head i know i'm gonna know which episode it is as soon as i hit play on netflix so there we have it next week we'll be back with uh episode 11 of mighty morphin power rangers all right (laughs) can't wait uh, if you want to pick a show for us to talk about a random episode of, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. And at the $25 tier, you can pick an episode. You can pick a show for us to review a random episode of on mm. a future installment of this podcast. There's also a bunch of other stuff at lower tiers, like you get... Uh, uh, pre at starting at the five dollar and up tier, you get uh preamble audio, uh, uh before we uh, stuff we record before and between various shows that we do. Uh, at the ten dollar and up tier, you get our monthly uh, too much Galavar uh, show where we review the uh, uh, individual issues of the 2021 IDW Beast Wars comic book. A new episode of that just went live, Mm -hmm. actually. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, So check that out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. If you want to follow the show or us on social media, you can do so at facebook.com slash lasercomb. Or you can follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, you are at... I am at Neo underscore Cal, K-A-L. Yes. I think that about does it for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm Neo Cal. And until next week, bye-bye. Doobly do, doobly do, doobly do. Bam, 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 bam.